Too bad, brother. Day off Mahi today, which is good. Yeah, but a good, nice weather for us. Yeah, for sure. Um, bro, you, you, you guys been still working through it, uh, being essential and, and all that? Yeah, I've, um, because I'm still finishing my studies and I've been um, on my orthopedic surgery run, I haven't been working at the hospital, but I've been working for the Ministry of Health instead um, mm. at the Close Contact Centre, which is, it's been good Mahi, eh? and um, just recently changed over to the analytical side of it, which is a little bit different, yep. but yeah, it's been full on. Yeah. And I know you're a bit of an active person too, bro. So you're managing to get out and hit the roads or do some training at home? Yeah, I, I did at the start of the isolation. I tried not to be too naughty to go too far away, but um, yeah, I had a, a couple of races that I lined up um, for the year, but uh, yeah, yep. a lot of them have been cancelled and stuff. So, yeah, still mm. trying to keep fit, though. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, bro. Well, um, we'll, we'll get into things, bro. I'll do the old intro and, and things like that, and then we'll, we'll get into it, bro. Looking looking forward to, to chatting with you. Um, quick plug to our sponsor for today, which is Ryman's Bob Scott Retirement Village. Uh, we appreciate the, the support there for the club and the sponsorship and the ongoing relationship there. Hope you and your um, people there are fine. Shout out to Murray and uh, Les that are there as well, and anyone else from, from well, everyone else there. Uh, today, for everyone uh, listening today or watching and uh, listening on Spotify later on, we've got uh, Dr. Sam Lloyd, um, who is currently our team or club doctor uh, at the moment, and current Patoni Man winner. Um, <laughs> current Patoni Man winner, mate. Re- remembering back to that Patoni Man morning, bro, he, like I had money on you straight away, and you, and you come through. Yeah, I think probably sly a bit of an underdog, but probably a lot of the boys don't know that I enjoy going out for an odd run. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so now nah, it was good. It was a good day for it. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Jack Ross was a bit livid. He, he didn't beat you. Yeah, I was expecting him. He had the flash bike, all the gears. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought he was he was close behind me on the bike. I try to I try to put the a pace on there, um, but yeah, it's on my heels. I think it was just going up that Butterfly Creek, which is pretty hot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> bro. I just wanted to quickly touch on first, man, maybe a bit around the work you're doing now. Or, um, was it I think Uncle might have sent us a photo. Uh, you're saying that you're doing some work for Ministry of Health at the moment, uh, but Liv, Liv and uh, Uncle were there as well, or did you yeah, just bump yeah. into them? I just bumped into them, um, yeah, just they had a whole lot of us going doing the close contact calling, so getting. Mm. in contact with close contacts and, um, you know, giving them the different rules about isolation. Uh, it's kind of dropped off, which, yeah, good thing for Aotearoa. Um, but I've changed over in terms of to the analytical side of it. Um, mm. So just looking more at the, the processes of how that's all done. So, yeah, kind of continued, continued on with the mahi at the ministry, which has been cool, really good experience. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know, I know, I know a few people that kind of work at the ministry and, Bro, they've been working hard and uh, long hours, late meetings and all that. So really appreciate the work um, that, that everyone there does. Uh, bro, forgive me if, if maybe you're, um, you're not the right, right person to speak to about COVID, but 
just because you're a doctor, I'll ask anyway. But bro, how do you think we're looking and kind of um, how do you think things should look moving forward? If you're allowed to answer as well. Yeah, well, not quite a doctor. I got to finish uh, the rest of my training. Finish in the next year, um, oh, but yeah. uh, I don't know. Uh, I think things are looking pretty positive. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll probably just yeah leave it at that. I think it can all change pretty quickly. Um, mm. I'm pretty pretty happy um, with all the government's decisions and um, in terms of the different levels. Uh, I guess yeah, the next few days could be pretty telling of. Uh, how we're looking for the for the future, but mm. um, things are looking good. Yeah, things are looking good. Nice, bro. Thanks for that, um, bro. Your time at Batoni, I think this what, second or third year now um, with us. Second year, second year. Yeah, second year. yeah. Bro, just yeah. just from the outside looking in, or just um, seeing the way you kind of go about your business at the club and um, with the boys, it seems like you really enjoy the environment and and your role there. Yeah, no, I love it, eh? I, I, I really wanted to get back into rugby. I used to uh, play with a bunch of the boys as well um, mm. and uh, had a pretty bad uh, concussion and I had an injury before that um, and kind of decided that it's probably not – not uh, I'm not going to be a professional rugby player. I kind of need to use <laughs> my brain. So uh, I kind of have uh, put the hold on playing rugby. It's quite hard, especially with uh, social stuff. I was doing a lot of that down in um, – we had a medical dean team down in Otago, uh, but yeah, I've had to put the hold on playing. But it's just good to be in back in the environment, eh? Um, I'm loving mm. loving that. Um, yeah, just being part of a club again, for Tony, uh, you know, have to. So, yeah. And was it Hibs that you that you went to with the boys? Yeah, Hibs with the boys, and um, yeah, I played for Tony for my junior years. So yeah. Um, I mean, they they might not be wearing the some of them wearing the jersey now with like Jack McCormick and um, JG, uh, TJ, uh, Joe Damon. Even though you know he's more of a comedian these days, uh, yeah, we all used to play code together back in like under thirteen. So nah, it was a good time. Yeah, there's there's a mischief uh, group yeah. of boys there. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a pretty good team. We had uh, it was Rooster, uh, old McCormick. He was coaching us, and we had a pretty good run. I don't think we, we lost for a few seasons, eh? Now it's good. Yeah. Shout out to Rooster, good man, and uh, the boys there at McCormick's. Uh, bro, what's your earliest memory like? Uh, I just want to touch on your playing as, as well. Like, What's the first thing you remember about having a rugby ball in your hands or kind of being involved with your junior footy? I do have, um, yeah, I've got some pretty fond memories down at the club. I think uh, the first thing that pops to mind, uh, my granddad, my Michael, used to come watch me play. And um, so he would come and stand on the sidelines. And I remember one time I gave him the wrong address or the wrong, we were playing here. We are playing, I think we were playing over the road, uh, not playing at uh, North Park. And and so I was worried the whole time, but my granddad was standing on the side. But I remember that I was um, playing and I played an unreal game, scored a few tries and I was just so gutted because I thought my granddad wasn't there watching. But um, yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure I cried, eh? Um, yeah, but... <laughs> I was, uh, to, to be honest, I was pretty soft um, when I first started getting into tackle and stuff. And then it's probably the, the later years where it, probably more down in Dunedin where I enjoyed tackling a bit more. And yeah, uh, I used to play prop because I, I was a big boy when I um, started. Played <laughs> a couple of age, age grades up and whatnot. So yeah, moved out to wing by the end of it. So I don't know what happened there. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon like the bigger kids 
they get a bit of pressure on them. Like all the parents and stuff expect them to be these awesome players, but the big softies and it's the smaller ones that kind of love tackling and stuff like that. I remember just I wasn't keen on it, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, no, um, good memories, eh? Yeah, bro. What what was the footy like at, at Hibs? Was this was this during the kind of come up? Because um, kind of Hibs had a, a few years there where they were playing some real good real good footy and uh, playing against some good teams. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, I was pretty lucky. Like played with JR and stuff, um, Jimmy O'Reilly. Most of, yeah. Uh, who well, Saki Hurstage. Yeah, we had a really good team. We went on that um, Aussie rugby tour. JR would probably be able to say a bit about it. I, I snapped my um, ATFL on my ankle, uh, the ligament there, and uh, had a big loud pop. JR does a real good uh, reenactment, actually, of uh, me squealing in pain. And it was pretty pretty gutting because I said that I could, oh, yeah, you can go overseas because um, for the Aussie tour, we left it three or four days later because it was just a minor sprain, but that ended up being a pretty serious injury. Eh? Um, but that no, was awesome. That their rugby tour was awesome. Um, you know, Tracy Smith and Dion, I think, yeah, they took that. Dougie Power. Um, nah, heaps, heaps of the boys as well from that team are making some huge moves in rugby at the moment. So that's nah, really cool to see. Bro, that, that's some powerhouse names in that, that tour group with Dion and Doug Power and mm. Tracy Smith. Um Bro, like, it's funny, it seems like it's kind of come full circle for you, like, you, you played your junior footy at, at Petone, uh, you mixed in with the boys and that, now you're mixing in with the boys again, but as a as a team doc. Mm. Yeah, no, it's really cool, eh, and um, just hoping I can, I can uh, you know, get to the team as much as possible and hopefully stay around for a few years, eh? Hard. Mm. Hopefully we can uh, pick up a couple of trophies along the way as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bro, I just wanted to quickly touch as well, like, um, I don't think it was until we kind of become friends on social media and stuff, like, uh, like you do a lot, man, like, uh, events, was, is it marathons or kind of Ironman-ish stuff? Obviously, you know, I don't know about that stuff. <laughs> yeah. What are these um, events that you get into? Uh, I kind of just like to give myself a bit of a challenge, eh? Um, kind of uh, have a look and set out to do something that I can't really think is possible when I start. So I put on quite a bit of weight. Some of the boys could probably attribute to that and just um, <laughs> chose that. I uh, think it would be cool to do a, to do a, um, the Ironman 70.3. Um, one of the boys, Jack, gave me a bit of hand with that. But, yeah, I try to, you know, just give a bit of a nudge with the top two inches. Um, mm. So, yeah, done, done a couple of marathons and, looking into doing ultras now, going a bit longer. Um, but, yeah, I think it's just a really good mental challenge and um, gives something to challenge me throughout the year. Mm. And yeah. uh, that's just purely ticking boxes for you, just a uh, mental challenge that you want to overcome? You're not looking to go out there and win, or would a win just be an absolute bonus? Oh, it kind of depends on, yeah, I think a win would be a bonus, but to be fair, I'm not really built like a, a skinny runner or anything, you know, like, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I was looking at doing the, there's a ultra marathon here in Wellington and I'll probably be one of the bigger dudes that do it, just carrying a li little bit more weight, you know? Um, so yeah, it's kind of just getting it done. Um, yeah. And I, I enjoy that, you know, pushing myself, um, and just seeing how, how far I can take it. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Nice. And since you're, you're a prop as a junior, you can represent for props all over the world, mate. Yeah, 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 hard. Yeah, that's the one. 
Bro, um, I wanted to, well, I'm really excited to kind of talk about um, your time around that Everest track. Um, I don't know, I, I'm a geek for, for that kind of thing, like watch heaps of docos on YouTube and, and things like that. Uh, mm. So to see that you've you done that track, man, I was, I was amazed. That's probably why I hit you up that first time I saw you. Um, bro, what, what was that whole experience like? That must have just been uh, challenging and, and just cool at the same time because it's beautiful there, eh? Mm, yeah, no, it's amazing, eh? It's, it's such a cool experience. Real grateful that I um, had the opportunity to do that um, and and timed it pretty well. Um, I went with, uh, I took the year off med school and went travelling for the year. Um, mm. And so I had a lot of different cool experiences throughout that. And that was kind of right at the end of it. And my um, uncle came over and joined me over there. He's a pretty fit dude. Um, but um, it was actually, yeah, we're having uh, my granddad was in hospital and me and my uncle just staying over the night and we were talking about that and he was like yeah I'd be really keen to to go and uh, you know see Everest and so let's do it let's do it and that kind of the planning started it and then the end of that next year um yeah it was cool we spent about um 17 days yeah up in the Himalayas um there's pretty hard yakka there's you know you get basically just eating real plain food you get pretty sick. I had really bad altitude sickness, so um, I kind of screwed us up. We had to stay at uh, uh, at a level. Just it was kind of around base camp um, and stay there for a little bit longer, a couple of extra days. So then, um, yeah, my uncle wasn't too happy because we had to gun it back down real quick because we didn't have much time to catch <laughs> catch the flight out of it. Um, so yeah, but now it was an awesome experience. I loved it, loved it. And it and that's a pretty dodgy flight flight in and out, isn't it? Yeah, you don't you don't want to watch it. Um, I guess you're kind of, I don't know, trying to be in happy places. But if you look at it when it comes off, when it goes off the off the mountain, it like goes off and then just swooshes, and you think it's about <laughs> to crash, and then goes and oh, it's crazy, eh? So yeah, um, and even going in, part of the runway is kind of like the turn around, like they do a little kind of turn in. Uh, yeah, there's been quite a few crashes at the airport, so you try not to think. Oh, about is it? Um, yeah, yeah, I, th I think it's yeah, it's the shortest runway in the world, and uh, mm. I'd say probably the most dangerous airport in the world. Yeah, so but no, nah, it's cool, and the, it's not much of a safety briefing either. They kind of just say, "Yep, kilda," and then jump on and go. So yeah, nah, put cool. your seatbelt on, hope for the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. And uh, did you manage to get into a few of those tea houses? And uh, I hear there's a lot of potato kind of based meals there. Yeah, yeah. So it stayed stayed in them pretty much the whole way through. Um, yeah, it's just straight potatoes. And um, I was pretty well trained for it. Actually, I'd, I'd just been um, at a refugee camp for the last kind of month, month and a half. And so uh, the meals actually tasted quite nice because I was only eating rice for that time. Mm. Um, so it's good to have a bit of kind of tea sauce in with that. Um, but yeah, <laughs> you just don't really feel like eating up, up at that altitude. You just kind of feel quite sick, but you need to get on so many calories on board. Um, mm. so yeah it was it was good to come back and have a bit of a coffee but yeah you can't have any meat or anything because they don't they don't kill any animals up there and everything up there is kind of likely to make you more sick so yeah it's just noodles and potatoes and rice yeah, yeah. nice and um what was i gonna ask uh just on on that journey there um like the locals that's what i was gonna ask um like all the docos that I watch, they look like they're pretty humble people, like they're real helpful. Um, 
that's what that's what it seems in, in the docos anyway. Like one of the locals, like and kind of I guess they they're called Sherpas, even mm. though that's not what they are. That's kind of more their their what they do. Is that correct? Mm. Yeah, like they are crazy. They're just super, yeah, super nice, super humble. You know, you'd be struggling up, um, you know, getting up. It's just that altitude as well. And then there'll be a cousin who's half your weight taking a fridge on his back, uh, yeah. uh, drinking water, and it's just like, what is going on? You know, that's yeah. So that's probably the craziest. A guy kind of getting a wee bit of a jog on with a fridge on his back. Just they strap it to their head. They just take all your gear. They're pretty, you know, selfless and. It's just harsh conditions up there, and they're happy as Larry. Eh? Yeah, mm. oh, it's crazy, so, crazy. Because I guess it's just work from like the climbers when they come through. Um, it's just kind of seasonal work, I, I guess. Mm. Yeah, and they they'll be, um, you know, especially things like COVID at the moment. They're going to be taking a huge hit. I can't imagine what it's mm. like like for them at the moment, eh? Um, but yeah, there is that that season that um, comes through that they depend on. Um, yeah, so, so seasonal work, yeah. So, so you've walked the trek, bro. Uh, you ever thought of going uh, to the next step and, and doing the actual climb? Uh, there was one that I was kind of eyeing out there. It's called Amadabla. It's kind of like the, the little the little sister, I could say, but I think it yep. looks a lot nicer. Um, but, yeah, it's a time thing, you know. Um, actually doing Everest can take about three months because you're mm. up and down, just getting used to that altitude. Um, and uh, myself, I don't really, I didn't really deal too well with altitude. I got pretty sick, so I'm not too, um, yeah, sure how how I'd go up there. But yeah, it's definitely something to think of. Um, I'm pretty keen to include some of that kind of stuff in my medical work. So mm. yeah, would like like to give that one a punt one day. But yeah, the actual Everest, well, I don't know, it's pretty risky, biscuit. You know, got to have kids and stuff. It is, it's uh... a huge risk. You're gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be a different mm. sort of person to do that, and, and I, I don't think people realise that. You don't just do it. You're not up and down once. You, you're kind of climbing up and up and down all the time to acclimatise somewhat and things like that. It's crazy. Mm, yeah, I think they say it's something like seven or eight times that like you would have climbed Everest because you're just up and down and up and down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For anyone uh, interested in, in knowing what it's like, there's a movie. I think it's called Everest. That kind of about this disaster that happened up there. That's kind of what got me onto geeking out mm-hmm. on Everest. Um, but I, I guess moving on, bro. Did, you, you said you travelled the world. Uh, was there any work going on there for your studies or anything like that, or was it just purely travel and just uh, meeting locals and things like that? Yeah, like um, yeah, I kind of took that time to take off medicine. I guess it's always there in the in the side of my mind. But um, I think yeah, I've got all my life to be a, a doctor and so just having a little taste you know work in a bar here I worked in a, a refugee camp for a bit um, went and stayed at a monastery for a few weeks just having all these different experiences is really cool um, yeah and just um, yeah spending time with locals and and how they live and you know um, live minimally with so much happiness you know they've got uh, you know that's kind of a key thing of spending time with Fano and you know, being less materialistic, yeah, I think it had quite mm. a big impact on me in that way. Yeah, like I know quite a few people that um, might be in a similar industry as you that kind of do this kind of work. Do you think that's like um, people are kind of, uh, that helps people appreciate what we have more or 
it's purely for the work or it's not coming out as, as I want to say it, but um, it's kind of just good to experience how other cultures work, how um, how how tough kind of some, some communities and cultures do it. Mm. I think it's like, you know, how, you know, like the happiness they have as well, you know, like mm. I, I, I guess we, we live in different kind of societies, but it's like, you know, if I crack my iPhone, you know, I have a bit of a sulk about it. Whereas, you know, over there, they don't even really know what an iPhone looks like and they're happy as they're just, you know, doing things like, oh yeah, we go for a run to the waterfall and do bombs off it and have competitions and come back and there's no lights. So we're trying to, you know, set up the candles everywhere and play cards and, you know, it's just stuff like that, which is just, you know, for that kind of happiness, whereas we live in this quite like materialistic world and I, I guess that's just what we're exposed to, eh? But no, it's a really that, awesome opportunity, yeah. Yeah, that, that's a brilliant point, man. Probably probably something I, I didn't see uh, or think of that way, like just happy with what they have um, and stuff. It's like going back to the islands, man, like you think, oh, man, I feel sorry for, for the cousins over there, but man, they're happy as, like living off mm. the farm, you know, they go for a swim every day, they're in the sun every day, they're outdoors. Um, it's us that come back to a, a concrete jungle and have to work the nine and five and things like that. So, but it's mad. Um, bro, what's what's next for you? Obviously, you got a, a new role coming up, and hopefully, somewhat of a season. Or does that affect your season with with Patoni at all? Um, hopefully not. It just depends on when when I get back in hospital to continue my training. Um, yeah, I might uh see where what hospital I might be placed in next year. But now hoping to, to support the guys um, with the work at the ministry, kind of the, the further the down the levels, the less mahi I have to do. So, yeah, just looking forward to seeing the boys take some Ws. Mm. Bro. Yeah, hopefully. Put, in, put in the work, eh? I was really getting to see just, you know, like over, over the summer, the boys obviously putting in hard yards and then I was just getting to that, you know, then they're not getting to put that on the park at the moment, eh? Yeah, and oh, I reckon it was one of the toughest pre-seasons that they've had. And I reckon some of the boys would have kept working hard, but some of them would have just fell off the rails, surely. Yeah, no, it's hard yakka, right? Especially, you know, if you don't know whether you're going to get a season or not. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, bro, um, hopefully if we do drop down a level and we're allowed to have a few at the club, uh, with rules and with uh, separation and, and all that kind of table service stuff, hopefully we can catch up uh, for a beer and uh, a proper catch up uh, with the boys soon. Yeah, no, I'd love that. Yeah, looking forward to it, brother. Yeah, um, bro, I'm a big fan, big fan of you and your, your adventures and kind of uh, your story and your journey, man. So I really appreciate you coming on and, and giving us your time. I know you're you're a busy man, so um, thanks heaps and, and look forward to catching up. Uh, thank you, brother. I no, appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All good, bro. Have a good weekend, eh? Cool. All right. You too. Yep. Cheers, bro.